All right, today on Six Stars Only, we're talking about the most common and inexcusable mistakes we see video creators making and how we've stumbled into the right strategies and gear to cure them with minimal effort. All right, so Jake, there's no just absolutely no excuse to make crappy video in 2018 uh, because it is so, so stinking easy and the bar is so low to make something that is easy on the eyes, easy on the ears, and great to watch. And the reason why I feel so strongly about this is that it's never been easier to put in a few minutes of planning, get a couple pieces of gear, and to make your video way higher quality than it would be if you put in no prep and didn't have any of the right gear. But what's your experience been with this? Yeah. So it's, it's super cheap and super easy. Uh, once you know how to just make solid video and solid audio, um, just like these small kind of tips that we're going to tell you guys, uh, I've learned a lot through just making these mistakes. Because uh, we've made them all. Yeah. We made all of these. And if you look at my old YouTube videos, uh, they're awful and they break every single one of these. And just the bar is so low that it's really easy to make uh, just good content with very little effort, like you said. Yeah, and I'm going to say, so. how much more effort are you putting into your videos now that don't make these mistakes versus mm-hmm. when you were making them and you didn't realize it? Yeah, it's actually much less. Than, so just planning more at the beginning, uh, you, I think usually in my case, I spend less time in the end because I did my homework um, and when you just kind of do stuff on the fly and think, oh, whatever, uh, you know, like something will come together. It never does. It's always a pain in the butt with editing, with the lighting and everything, or you might just have to redo the entire thing. All that has happened because I, I just didn't plan or because I didn't have a cheap like mic or something uh, to make wait, it so much Jake, easier. Don't you need $10,000 in expensive gear to get started and make it good? Not even close. I think I've spent total, I don't even how much money, not very much at all, very little on, on audio, which I think leads us to the first thing. Um, like the main sin in my opinion is just bad audio, bad audio, bad audio. What, what is, what is bad audio though? And what causes it? I think just the easiest thing that you can do uh, to prevent this is just don't use the built-in mic on your camera or on your phone. There's no excuse. You can tell, immediately when someone uses that um it's really distracting it's muffled and it's tinny uh it's bad all of it's bad and what i did is i just went on amazon i went online and i bought like a 15 to 20 i think it might have been cheaper because i got i found a sale but a lav mic uh, and i'm not sure how much he's spent and, and what is a lav mic a lavalier mic what yeah is that a lavalier like? mic so basically um and there's a lot of terms i'm being exposed but i think it's like a condenser mic, essentially that you pin to your shirt or somewhere close to your face and you can wire it to a camera or, you know, like to your smartphone. Um, and it just increases the quality of your audio so much better and makes everything just so much easier. It's not really hard to do. Yeah. So that was probably the biggest thing that kind of, it raised my quality of my videos instantaneously. Um, and something else that, that you might explain, but learning how to kind of sync uh, two separate audio sources. Uh, Ooh, yeah, how do you yeah do this yeah. is huge. 
So I'd say there, there are a few routes that you can go, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'll kind of lay out three main options that you got for audio, and then we'll move on. Uh, but number one, I, I think the easiest mix between ease of use and having it be a good quality is use something like a lav mic. Use something mm-hmm. that's going to be uh, solid, 20 30 bucks, mm-hmm. and then just plug it in so you don't have to do any fancy work, and then just go and not use the onboard mic. The second option that you can use is if you have a studio space and it's just always going to be there set up, you can have like a shotgun microphone on a stand just sitting there and then you don't have anything pinned to your shirt yeah. you can step in front of it just get started and go and it's that's awesome if you're able to do that a little pricier you need a space set up to do it most of the time yeah. or be able to like pack stuff up and take it down uh but that's a good option too Definitely. the fancy option if you either want to get good sound on a budget or uh, maybe you want to do something really fancy use a fancy microphone um, you can use what's called a second source for your audio. Mm-hmm. So an example of this would be if you don't have a microphone and you're interviewing two people and you're recording far away maybe, you can go take your iPhone, hit the voice notes and start recording and go put it really close to where it's going to get closer audio than what your onboard camera could. And then you're going to do all that and then you're going to download the audio, download the video, and then you can sync those up and post and just turn off the on-camera audio that wasn't very good and was faint and bad. And you can get that higher quality audio from that second microphone and sort of sync it up. So that's a hack that we can do. It's what we actually do for the audio when we do the video version of this podcast. Mm-hmm. And depending on your situation, that's a good way to squeak some extra value and good sound out of what you're uh, doing for your video setup. My last tip is just make sure that you do a sound test uh, at the beginning, at the end. Make sure that you're actually recording audio because Matt and I, we have a a small story. But we were trying to make pretty much a video where I was eating hot peppers and I was reciting Bible verses. Uh, Don't ask me why. The the idea was kind of dumb. But we thought that we were good to go. We just plugged it in, blah, blah, blah. I did the whole video. Uh, it was incredibly painful. Don't eat hot peppers. You were just writhing on the floor, sweating, was and just like hiccuping in yeah. copious amounts. <laughs> I had to take a cold and shower. And just really struggling. I felt like the guy in Alien, like, like the chest burster thing. Um, that's oh basically gosh. what it felt like. But basically, Brutal. so we went through and all then, of that. Okay. Let me cut in. Yeah, and then mm-hmm. I was behind the camera, so I was, you know, just getting the focus in. I had it all framed up. I was like, oh, man, this is great. Yeah, we're doing the video, and, you know, Jake was the actor uh, just going to town, putting his body on the line, oh, and man. we had a lapel microphone plugged in via this, like, long cord into the DSLR camera that we were using to shoot. And so we got it. Ah, oh, we, you know, he was struggling. He finished the video, <laughs> turned it off hit the play button to hear it, and you can't hear a thing. And the reason why is the audio cord, I don't know if someone tripped over it, it just squeaked out, but it came halfway out right before we hit record, Mm -hmm. and you couldn't hear a single thing. The audio was botched, it was garbage, and the whole video, we tried to salvage it, but it just, there wasn't a lot we could do. Yeah, no, it it was awful, and I still did my very best to salvage what we could, and I think I put on Facebook... But uh, it was bad. So basically, just make sure through all steps of the process, make sure it's working at the very beginning. Listen to it. Make make sure you can hear your actor or whatever. Um, don't don't skip that. Um, and I know, like, yeah, you want like intentionally the apartment do apartment video blunder years. Oh my gosh, it was it Which was a mess. Me of the time we almost burnt down our apartment trying to shoot a video. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. 
which so, uh, which is very related to our cardinal <laughs> sin of video number two. Don't use bad lighting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Jake, what do we mean by don't use bad lighting? Don't use bad lighting. Um, well, it, it's kind of tough now because I mean you can kind of see myself in the video. It's not great color and lighting, but it's just like it's using light to illuminate the scene or to, you know, brighten up whoever's on camera, essentially. And it's really, it's a lot, it's still really easy, but maybe it's a tad bit more complicated because in film and photography, just lighting um, is super important because if it's bad, you notice it immediately. Um, well, with like white balance, everything else. And Matt, like, I think you're so much better at this than I am because you have extensive experience, uh, taking pictures for everyone. So what are just some tips that you have of making, making sure that you have at least okay lighting? Like, like yeah. what, what are the bare minimum things that you would recommend? Totally. First thing is just make, make sure faces are well lit. Um, mm-hmm. and when I say well lit, like, even soft light is the goal. You don't want harsh light. That's like a floodlight or a flashlight. You want soft light. Like it's kind of going through a screen or uh, like through the clouds on a cloudy day. Um, so some easy hacks that you can use are number one, just find a window. If you yeah. are on a budget, you know, just make sure that if you're going to record, find a window set up by there where it's facing you and use that. And that'll drastically increase the quality of video if you're shooting on a smartphone or a simple setup. Mm -hmm. Uh, The second thing you can do is just buy a cheap light. You can buy something called a softbox on Amazon. It's uh, under $100. Uh, For like a kit of like a couple, I think you can buy one for like 80-ish dollars on Amazon. You know, Mm -hmm. your mileage may vary. But with just a couple of those, you can kind of make your own impromptu studio setup so you're always ready to go. You can just flip on the lights, uh, let it go, and then you're just ready... you just flip on your camera and and you can start. Mm-hmm. And so you can start thinking, you know, if you have your audio ready to go, have your lights ready to go, you can easily create the studio setup and have yeah. something where you can really make it frictionless to start your video. And this is actually what I do at my job at a marketing agency to make sure that we do more videos because it used to be we would drag everything out of the cupboard, drag everything out of the closet, have to set it's up so all much the stands, time. plug in it's everything. Awful. Exactly. It was exhausting having to do it. So we wouldn't, we wouldn't do it just because it was annoying. But once we like had a dedicated space for the stands, we had a nice backdrop, we had a nice little space uh, where you could just flip a couple lights, turn on your camera and go. Uh, we've created way more videos and it's been a much more enjoyable process. And the video at the end is way higher quality, mm-hmm. way easier to watch. Definitely. And so that's an easy thing that you can do. Um, yeah, that, that's the main thing. So find some socks box, soft boxes, uh, get a studio set up. And if all else fails, just find a nice window and make sure that your lighting is, uh, you know, close to your subject, that their face is well lit, uh, and you can focus on that well lit subject. Yeah. And if you have zero money whatsoever and you have to have some form of light, I've used lamps and lampshades, taking the lampshade off. It's Kind of janky. Okay, yeah. How did we almost burn our apartment down? Because it's bad. We definitely, (laughs) we definitely had experience working with, uh, I guess, non-sanctioned lights. So basically, we we used Matt's. Was it a Chinese lantern? Well, I was reading through cheap lighting sources Mm because I didn't have you know like eighty bucks to spend on some softbox thing, and also I didn't know which light to buy. Mm -hmm. And so I read somewhere, oh, you can buy like a five dollar IKEA Chinese lantern. So if you don't know what a Chinese lantern is, it's basically just this long cord and like a light bulb just exposed in high power, and then just like a 
paper covering wrapped around this wire uh, ball, you know, kind of a it's just like a cue ball that you'd find in pool, but, you know, in a paper lantern form. You may have seen this at like a Chinese restaurant or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we got this, and we didn't have anything to hang it with. We didn't have a stand. We didn't have a friend, tall friend to hold it. And so we, what we did have in our apartment were these vinyl-covered, like, uh, hotel-ish uh, bar stools. God, that and apartment so had the decided, least comfortable furniture. Yeah, it was a vinyl bar stool. Prison furniture, yeah. <laughs> um, and so we thought, let's just set the Chinese paper lantern on this chair, and it'll be fine. It wasn't and then, fine. <laughs> and we were filming this uh, corny video, and the next thing we know, we smelled this weird kind of smell. We're like, oh, is something – did you leave the oven on? What's going on? And then we see the smoke, and we look down, and this – high-powered light bulb has just chewed its way it has burnt its way through the vinyl covering and we we turned it off we pulled it out and it has just burned all the way through and it was if we hadn't caught it who knows what would have happened it might have started a whole fire i don't know we did not get our deposit back i don't think because of that of the chinese lantern (laughs) debacle it did help a little bit with the lighting but just uh yeah just a little bit yeah I would invest. Yeah, yeah, I mean, the lighting was the best part of the entire video. Uh, But yeah, just invest in like a decent softbox or like Matt said, try and just set up some space dedicated to making videos um, because that's probably one of the biggest things that prevents me from making content like on the reg because it's such a chore. I hate it. I'm super lazy and I hate having to set up each time and that's just... It's awful. So yeah, and, so yeah. And for all things good, just spend eighty bucks. Yeah, and just don't burn your apartment down yeah, on bad lighting gear. <laughs> don't be like us. It's <laughs> no bueno. Oh, um, you know, you know what else makes me real mad what? about videos? Sometimes, Jake. Not all the time, but sometimes when I see it, uh, mm-hmm. bad framing, oh. and when it's just a little bit out of focus or a lot out of focus. Um, Jake, tell me about some tricks that you use to make sure you have good framing and focus. So one of the easiest is something called the rule of thirds, and I might be not explaining this fully, but essentially just imagine like the screen, uh, just put two lines down the middle to where it makes like three sections, and and I don't know if it's like something scientific, but it's pleasing at the very least to put uh, whoever's on camera, their face kind of on like one of the, I guess the lines, right? Or am I totally wrong on this? I'm explaining. Yeah, this just poorly. having having it split up so it's not. Uh, it's in, not like, right in the middle of the screen. Weird place. Yeah, if it's if it falls along one of those lines that would split it into thirds, mm-hmm. um, sort of like it's in the right side, yeah. a little off center, or the left side, a little off center. It can make you feel better. It can be. It, it makes more sense in in certain shots, and it can be a good thing to try when you're it's trying to adjust aesthetic- the camera yeah. and find that perfect angle. It's more aesthetically pleasing. I just realized that I said. I said aesthetically for the longest time in my life, but that's the wrong so way to pronounce you. it, aesthetically. Uh, and something else is just ensuring you. that whoever's on camera has enough headroom or lead mm. room. I think those, but don't, don't cut off don't their don't heads. Head. Yeah, just in, ensure that, you know, like if they're super, if their face is super blown up, uh, unless it's like an artistic shot, which normally it's probably not because it looks weird, just back up or just frame it better. Uh, and this is something that's just kind of, it's more subjective because if you're a Wes Anderson or someone, for example, you can do whatever you want. If you're Wes Anderson, 
that's one of those examples to where he knows the rules so well that he's able to break it. But if if you're like us, we're just kind of starting out, don't do that. Um, don't get too crazy with your angles. Don't get too crazy. Yeah, just play yeah. it safe and focus on the other parts. When you're getting started, just either the the one the angles I like to use are use rule of thirds or just do it straight in the middle and remove all the clutter from the rest of the frame. So pick a nice background where you're not too close to it and blur it out. Uh, which brings good, us yeah. to the other rule, which is just focus. Making sure that your focus is tapped sharp, and if you're able to, that you're able to blur out the background by going to a higher aperture if you're using a DSLR. And all that is is just the you're letting more light into the camera, which happens to blur the background uh, and can be really pleasing in portraits, but also in a video if you have a single subject. If you have more than one person, you're going to want to show more. Um, mm-hmm. But what my here's my golden tip, a little nugget. Would you like the nugget, Jake? I would. I'll give you yeah. the nugget. Okay, here it is. If you want to get tack sharp focus, I'm going to say it again, tack sharp. <laughs> you like that? I do, uh, yeah. The thing I always do is I will zoom in to the subject's eye. And this is mainly for a DSLR camera. If you're adjusting the focus, don't use the autofocus unless no. you have a really good autofocus. Uh, but zoom into the eye like 10x, 20x, however much you can, and then adjust it until their eye is clearly in focus. And then zoom back out. And as long as they're not moving around, you're in good shape. Now, if they're moving around, you're going to have to play with some other stuff and maybe rely on autofocus if you're walking around. But if you're if you're doing that, uh, you probably uh, either don't care or you have a lot more experience in planning, and, and you'll figure it out. Yeah, I was watching a video, um, like a small story. So there is, and I'm not calling him out in a negative way, but there is a content creator on YouTube, and his content is essentially kind of like us, where it's you know five ways to grow your channel and get more subscribers, and it's really weird. Some of his videos, he's not very in focus. And oh, it, and it just really drives me nuts. It's just a little bit off, and you can't. Oh, no, yeah, why. and yeah. I think he's totally using autofocus, but he's moving kind of because he's very expressive. And I mean, he has really good tips and tricks, so I'm not bad mouthing or anything. But it's just really distracting because, especially because what of what his content is about. Yeah, we spend time on focusing, and it's like, wait a minute, sir, you're totally not doing your own advice. It was out of focus. Totally brought me out of it. But yeah, that's just a small thing that uh it's really it's super easy to fix there's no excuse to have um out of focus shots so it's totally and speaking of unfocused shots it's also bad to have unfocused ideas or even no idea and that brings me to cardinal sin number four when you either have no idea and you just try and make a video off the cuff or you try and force an idea that you have not thoroughly planned and thought out so i know that i've been guilty of this before where i'm excited about something and i want to get out there and do a video uh, and so i just figure i'll flip on the camera and inspiration will strike lightning will hit me and you know i'll spark an idea and i'll turn into gary Vaynerchuk and I'll just start spouting off truth bombs. But that's not really how it happens, especially if you're new and you haven't done this before. You can't just will an idea into existence and have it be good. You can will a video into existence and hit record and publish it, but that won't make it worth watching and it'll feel like a slap across the face to your readers or, or your or your viewers. Yeah. Um, and so a few tips I have to uh, kind of develop an idea are, are number one, uh, get mad. Like if I can't find an idea and, I'm, and I, I just feel stuck when I'm 
outlining it or, or trying to plan something or before I talk, I'll just find a topic that gets me real fired up. Uh, mm, kind of like this good. one where it's like, ah, oh, it really upsets me and bums me out when I see simple fixes that people could do to make their video super watchable and engage their audiences and they don't. And so I'm going to talk about that because I know I can get myself hyped. Mm-hmm. I know I can get excited and I know I can get angry about a certain thing, not angry at a certain person in a destructive way, but you can kind of feel that like, oh, I want to rant about this for a little bit. And that yeah. gets you talking and then you can pare those ideas down. And then when it comes time to talk about it, it's easy to have emotion and be animated and be engaging because it's something you feel strongly about. It's the, um, you know, what really grinds my gears, like Family Guy reference, it's that kind of mindset of, yeah, like when you get really passionate about something, it's like this where I get... You know, my hands start flapping over the place. I start doing Italian hands. Oh, Italian. That's when you know. That's how you that's, know. That's when you know you're on the right track. You got the Italian hands. Mm. That's good. Um, and something else is copy, remix, and revise. Um, if, if you don't necessarily have an idea, um, I assume if you're trying to make content on YouTube, you've watched people that make stuff a lot. Um, just watch what they do and kind of see – like what's working what's not yeah exactly yeah i I think that's the biggest thing it it takes some sort of uh, self-analysis of right what what do i want to do or what do i like talking about so matt and i we always talk about this stuff like already so we were just thinking okay let's just make a podcast out of it because we we love that anyway so you know we might as well i guess put it on not on film on on record whatever the term is so just apply that to, like, what yourself. And I guess it kind of goes in with the a get mad kind of mindset. But look at channels that you like and copy what or copy what they do to an extent. Don't do it word for word because it makes you yeah, a thief. Yeah, if you don't have an idea, look yeah. at what videos are trending on YouTube and make your own. You may not be the, the most original. You may come up with better ideas later, but you got to start somewhere. Mm-hmm. So if you see a bunch of, infi- you know, Avengers, Infinity Wars for the new Marvels and the theories, it's like, okay, make your own Infinity War theory video. And maybe it's not the best or the most original. Maybe it's just rehashing someone else's. But maybe you can find that one little tweak, that mm-hmm. one little thing of your personality, that one little innovation. And that way you're not inventing this whole new idea out of nowhere. You're just taking what's already there and what you're excited about and tweaking it. And That's that can good. be a good way to stumble into a good video or even a whole new series of videos. Yeah, exactly. It's pretty much... I guess what we talked about with Watch Mojo, right? Where they apply the same thing. You know, they they see what is relevant and what works, and they just apply it to their videos. And they've perfected it, uh, and they've been doing it for years and years. So, like Matt said, just go for something, watch something that you like, and it might not be great at first, but you'll find out eventually, and you'll find eventually. Uh, your voice and what separates you from everyone else. And and it all just starts with looking at something that's in a well and taking that and trying to make it your own. (laughs) Beautiful. The other thing that I like to think about is uh, think of your video as a response or another link in the conversation to someone else's video. So if you think of all the videos out there on YouTube in your space, whether that's your industry and business or just your topic, entertainment, fashion, whatever it is, 
um, on YouTube. Think of yours as like a response in a big group text to a bunch of other people, right? You don't have to be the first person to bring up an idea, but if you can respond to it like, oh, I just, you know, find something that Philip DeFranco or Casey Neistat or someone else is talking about, find something else that's in the news that's topical, Mm -hmm. something that you're excited about in your industry that's controversial and throw your hat in the ring, throw your two cents and just respond with your honest thoughts and don't strive to, you know, make the definitive video or to do something, but just respond, be thoughtful, look at what other people you are saying, uh, just like hear them out, explain what they were saying, and then just respond honestly and intentionally and put a lot of work into your response, what you know, and that can be a good way to come up with something constructive and useful uh, that's not just trying to will something out of nowhere and sort of have sort of a non-idea. That's good, man. And I am going to start this last kind of thought because this is something I'm so guilty of and it's taking me years and years. I'm still working on it. Uh, and the last sin, how many, how, how many cardinal sins? I think, I think I got a couple count? more sins left in me. Oh, you got a couple more sins. But, but okay. Tell me about what, what one are you thinking of? I was thinking of scheduling more time than you need. Ooh. Okay. Tell me about this. So, and this is something that you just kind of have to learn by making content. But, and I think, like, if we're talking sin's term, the sin would be like you schedule less time to make the video than mm-hmm. is actually required. You you rush the video exactly, and if you rush it, then it just turns out bad at the end. But, and I think, like you might have mentioned this, but you need to take the amount of time you think something will take, and you just multiply it by three, and that's usually that's how how long it'll take. That's my. Experience. I don't think I've ever made anything that takes less time than I thought. And that's even when I planned, I outlined, I've Not if it's good. put all my duck. Exactly. Because good quality content takes time. Um, you can sometimes, once in a blue moon, I don't think you really can because there's some form of planning. But like flip on the camera and plug something in and maybe get like a really popular viral video. But 99% of the time, you have to take your time, set up space or whatever, uh, and just allow outtakes, allow something to go wrong. Basically, it's just always going to take so much longer than you need or, or exactly. you think. One of the things I have found, though, is that whenever I try and rush the planning process and like skip outlining or skip research or skip like, okay, rehearsing what I'm going to say, it always bites me in the butt because I have to do multiple takes or I have to fix it in post or I have to like just all kinds of junk. It just doesn't come off as high quality. And so never skip planning, never skip your outlining because that will, it seems like it's adding time, but I promise it will cost you more time if you don't do that stuff. Unless, yeah. You're just doing a very specific type of video where you just want no planning at all. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Unless the video is like a live stream where the entire point of the video is that it's unscripted and it's kind of stream of conscious or something, you need to outline. Um, outlining just for anything in pretty much books, painting, basically anything outlining is a really solid it's a must. Like it's not, it's how not how you outline. I'm curious. I mean, cause you use like sticky notes mainly, right? Is I use that sticky what you notes. Do? Yeah. So what's your process for that? Like walk us through, if you're going to outline a quick video, like a, a three minute video or whatever, mm-hmm. uh, from scratch, what would you do? And I guess I never thought about that, but I guess I just, I write down, uh, the initial concept on a sticky note. Right. And I've put on the wall and then I essentially just brainstorm. So, Cracker Barrel, for instance, 
what are some things about Cracker Barrel that are annoying? I get mad and it's frustrating, so that kind of inspires me to make the video, like Matt mentioned. Rocking chairs, chicken fried steak, just weird things, basically stream of consciousness. It's not hard. You don't have to formally do it in like a certain way, but just write, just put something out on on paper to where, because it helps me so much to actually just physically see something, right? So ideas that are locked away in my brain, I think they're amazing, but they're all over the place because that's just the way my brain works. So you have to put it out somewhere. So whether it's like uh, a list one, two, three on a piece of paper or put it on a wall and just from there, I get better and better ideas, right? So Cracker Barrel, Rocking Chairs, whatever. Uh, and I applied it to something I already know. So I do the fake history video. So I just apply and I, and that's where I do research as well. So it's okay. When was Cracker Barrel founded? So I put that on a wall and I just kind of outline it, it, it's still pretty loose. And it's not constricting because I'm kind of more of a, like a laid back person, but there's still that, I guess that formula and that framework that helps kind of guide my ideas to where it's not just this complete mess or I yeah, hope you don't want to be worrying about that junk while you're recording. You don't want to no, be yeah. like trying to juggle an out, like act outlining stuff in real time as you go, as well as rehearsing it, it as well as being present, as well as all the equipment stuff. Mm -hmm. If you try and do all this stuff in your head on the fly, you're going to have a real bad time. But if you can do it beforehand, set up systems in place so that it's off your brain, you're not only will your video turn out better and it'll be safer prevented against like errors that will just stop you in your tracks but the quality will be better because you're able to be present on your video or make sure that the, the content is really front and center I, that's totally true it always Which, takes more in the end yeah i uh, sorry always test your equipment and your software that's another thing that you forget sometimes sometimes you're trying to throw in a new piece of software or do something crazy or that or you don't know if it'll work always do a quick test beforehand uh and that will always do a lot of help and do homework about your surroundings a lot of times you'll think oh i'll just i'll figure out where i'm gonna film this later and then you get to go do it and maybe you got your a few people together to do a video and oh where are we filming uh will it work and then you go there and it won't work or you don't know where you're filming and it slows everything down so make think through the details like that uh, like where are you going to shoot how are you going to do it what order you're going to shoot these things in and that will pay off in spades yeah the best part about these tips for this section is that this costs zero money. It's just your time and your effort to outline and just do your homework because no. Yeah. And the reason I'm so animated about this is because I've broken every, I've broken all these sins or I've, I've committed the sins rather, but not outlining and not planning. I still struggle with this now. Um, where I don't plan and the video is taking way too long, trying to align on the fly. And now I've had this video I've been working on for weeks and I don't know where it's going and I'm sick of it. So I just, or I put it out there. I just, I, I just want to export something and you can tell in the end, you could tell that I rushed it and you could tell that it didn't have like a flow or a point to the video. And yeah. it's really frustrating because had I just done my homework, it, it would have been so much better. That's really Exactly. Mm -hmm. That's great. I want to throw one more, cardinal sin of video into the mix oh, and that it. is 
um, just being clearly uncomfortable on camera. I don't know if this is a sin so much. It's just a common, I guess it's a sin because it's just something you commonly see. And I don't want to like cast any blame or be like, ah, oh, it's your fault. You're bad on video. Because um, I think everyone is uncomfortable on video when they start. But it's something that you can work at and practice and work through. So even if you're never, you never feel like a natural on video, you can at least make yourself look less like a deer in headlights than than when you first started. And the the member one thing I'd say from this is like. You just got to practice it. There's nowhere you're going to get better without doing it. Um, and so you just got to get out there and practice. Even if you throw away the first nine takes, you throw away the first few videos, you got to just jump in and start doing it. But what have you done, Jake, to become more comfortable on video and be less awkward on video? I think basically just practice like you said. Uh, and I still am pretty awkward now. Take this uh, podcast, for instance. I still get really nervous when you hit record. And even though it's just mostly voice i still get nervous now and i'm still having to think okay you know don't be awkward don't do all these things so it just kind of it's more of a process that i don't think you may not ever not get awkward um but yeah just doing it over and over again and just forcing yourself to be uncomfortable a little bit uh you just grow so much more so i've been making youtube videos and being on camera since like fifth or sixth grade Please don't watch any of those. I think I've deleted all those videos. <laughs> Please watch all of those. They're so good. <laughs> but over years and years, you just kind of get used to it a little bit to where it's um, it's it's less terrifying. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's my, that's my process. Uh, like, what's yours? I, I, are there any outlines or anything anything you apply to yourself outline. that can help? Yeah. And this is where outlining helps as well. I do something called the three, two, one outline that mm-hmm. it's a little bit more detailed, but I'm happy to break it down uh, another time. But basically I will uh, have one focus, you know, one topic for the video. I'm not trying to focus on a lot of stuff. Um, I will have script out the first two sentences of the video and I will have three main points that I want to hit in the video. And that's like, if you, if you don't know where to get started for a video, it's a simple outline that you can use to get started and that will kind of keep you on track. And when you have a plan, you're going to see more focused, prepared and collected. Um, the other thing that I know we've both done that helps is practice public speaking. Or if you're if you're too nervous to start out, that's okay. Just watch speakers and stand-up comedians that are really impressive, that have done this for years and years. And watch how they carry themselves. Watch and listen to their timing. See mm-hmm. how they're structuring the things they're talking about, how they're communicating, even their body movements. You can learn so much from people who have done this a lot and deconstruct it. And then just try and imitate it, even if you're not perfect you don't have to be the next eddie murphy or louis ck or john mulaney or mm-hmm. this amazing you know barack obama this amazing speaker um that would be a weird group <laughs> john mulaney <laughs> louis ck eddie murphy barack, barack obama <laughs> the dream team the usual yeah. the usual suspects that's uh, true but yeah wa- watch how they do it because they're expert communicators and you can learn so much from any of those guys yeah and i think it hits on most of them are stand-up comics, um, and there's a president thrown in there as well. Wait, why, why would you watch a stand-up comedian over just a normal speaker, though? Because I have strong opinions on that, but why, why would you? Because well, I know you feel the same way. Yeah, well, well first off, I, just, I think they're hilarious, and I like watching them anyway. But they've perfected the art of making it seem like it's natural, but that's actually through outlining and hard work. And they've, they've done it so much in a way that's structured. So good stand-up comics don't just go up on stage and just talk about their day. This is something they've done over years and years and years. 
the same jokes. I'll put a pin outline. Good yeah. stand-up comics. Good stand-up comics. Do yeah. not <laughs> usually. Don't, don't go up on stage and bring like note cards and read about. Uh, don't do that. But yeah, they've they perfected their outlines and their framework of how to speak well so well that it seems like you know like they don't have one. It, it seems very natural. But it's something that they've had to grow in as well over years and years. Um, so that's probably like my biggest reason. And yeah. I really only appreciated it when we get up on stage and did stand up where I thought, man, this is so much harder than I thought. This exactly. Takes so much more it's so much harder. And that's the other thing I'll say. Like, If you feel great, if you're one of those people who's like, oh, I publish speak all the time. I'm good on video. Go do stand up comedy. And like, I know we've both done it because mm-hmm. it is like public speaking on hard mode. You know, it is. <laughs> It's just such a next level because there's so much pressure. You have to be so much intentional about your preparation, your delivery, your timing, all those things, reading your audience. Go try it, and it will make you a better mm-hmm. speaker, uh, maybe a better stand-up comedian. Yeah, I mean, maybe. At least a little bit. Uh, and it will definitely make you better on video uh, because it, it's just like you know training with those extra heavy weights. And then when you take those off, you don't have to be funny. You're doing you know just a normal speech, a normal video. Uh, it'll make you that much more focused, collected, and practiced. That's good. Um, yeah. So, uh, quick recap, Jake. What are, do you want to just recap? What are the big cardinal sins we talked about today? So, the first one was bad audio, and how there's no excuse to have bad audio. You know, just get it. A cheap mic online, cheapish, 20, 30 bucks. Um, bad lighting, bad framing and focus, no idea, not being focused on your idea, being clearly uncomfortable on camera and how you can kind of get better at that and how you need to outline your video and how you need to schedule more time than you need. That's my biggest one. All of them are big ones that I'm still trying to get better at, but certainly outlining and planning my videos ahead of time are huge huge don't don't skip on that so beautiful i love it well cool jake do the people know about five star reviews well they should so listen to this podcast and give us a five star review uh on itunes and just give us an honest review an honest review and give us feedback five five stars 25 stars 25 stars 37 do what you feel be yourself exactly yeah uh and give us feedback that's really important. I think I mentioned last podcast, a guy was as thorough as I've ever seen for feedback. Uh, we've gotten really lots of good out. feedback. Absolutely. Yeah, we, and we we've, have. We've definitely applied it and taken it to heart. And it's been so, so amazing and helpful mm-hmm. and encouraging. It's been great. It has been really encouraging. But yeah, just give us a 47-star review and give us feedback. That way we can use it and we can make better podcasts for you guys. So That's good. Awesome. Subscribe to these. If you like them and you want to keep getting more, hit that button wherever you listen to podcasts. Give us a sweet, sweet review on iTunes is the place to do that. And then we will see you and your beautiful, crystal clear audio, well lit, in focused, amazingly planned ideas uh, of videos out on the wild west of the internet. Is that all? That's it. I think cool. we hit up all the uh, cardinal sins. Bon voyage. I'm forgetting to call them cardinal sins. Cardinal sins. Cardinal sins. Cardinal sins. Man, what did that bird do to anybody? I don't know. <laughs> it's a, a sinful bird. <laughs> no one says like the blue jay sins or the raven sins. sins. The crow sins. That's a good point. 
Is that cardinal as in like the the papal cardinal? I, I think it's that... like the papal cardinal, but okay. I like to think of it as the bird because it's just it just it looks kind of judgy. It's kind of a judgy bird. <laughs> you know, kind of does. Me? Yeah, no? that's a good point. That's okay. It's all good. I mean, yeah.